0: Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be listening to excerpts from the 2019 Drama Vic Conference, Unity, Exploring Diversity and Inclusion in Drama Education. I can take no credit for the amazing words you are going to be listening to over these next few episodes. They all come live from the Drama Vig conference, 5th and 6th of December, 2019. So without any further ado, I bring you an excerpt from the 2019 Drama Victoria conference. Day 2, Session 6, Presentations and Research Papers, Tara Daniel, Heidi Student Performance Project, 2020.
1: My name's Tara. Uh, I have a art and drama teaching background and currently I'm working at the Heide Museum of Modern Art, which is in Heidelberg. And next year we would like to invite more drama students and theatre studies students into the gallery space to actually do performance projects in response to the exhibitions that we have. So this model was started uh, back when I was at Pika. So PICA is a uh, the Perth Institute of Contemporary Arts over in Perth. It's gallery spaces and a performance space, and we had partners. Presented sc- about that? Like, yes. About three or four yes, years ago. I did. Yes, because I was just about to get Melbourne now happening, which happened. So yeah, we'll get to that one. Um, so yes, PICA um, had partner schools. We were very well funded, and so two of those schools were specialist visual and performing arts schools. And so, their secondary students engaged primarily with the Hatched exhibition. So, Hatched was a tertiary graduate showcase exhibition that PECA staged once a year. So, it, it collected the best tertiary graduates from TAFEs and universities across Australia, about 35 of them, and would, there would be an exhibition uh, that lasted for a couple of months. We would take the students through, they would look at the exhibition on a tour and then they would choose an artwork either as a solo, a duo or a trio and create works in response to them and then perform them in the gallery and we would do it like a performance tour. So these students, this work was about um, gender stereotypes and so these two female identifying students came in and and kind of crossed over and parodied the idea of male and female gender stereotypes. This work was a um, sculptural piece that invented a new language and everything was kind of coded in something that sort of looked a little bit um, like the... Oh, what are they called? The Masons, like that kind of mystical language, and this student created a performance where they only spoke in gibberish and gave out worksheets for participants to complete that they had to try and work out themselves, so it was a little bit interactive as well. This giant sculpture of a potato masher and... Um, and egg slice the student created her own monologue dressed up as a piece of bacon and and made it quite that's okay made it quite feminist um, and was talking about being treated and viewed as a piece of meat this piece was referenced hamlet and um, was basically an artist screaming uh, on a loop for several hours and so a student took an excerpt from macbeth and bossed the audience around um, but was also quite absurdist as well as being very melodramatic. This artwork was created out of high-vis fabrics, so fluorescent yellows and oranges and was designed to be foyer art for big corporations and a student did a movement piece in response to that stuck post-it notes all over herself.
0: The, the artwork, is that created by students?
1: No, so the well, this is, a, this is the, this was Pika's Tertiary grad show. So they were graduating either a degree, uh, a TAFE diploma, or honours, went up to honours level students. Um, it's, it was a very, very highly sought after exhibition for tertiary grads to be in because of the Schemberg Prize. There was a $50,000 prize attached to it. So it's, um, it attracted people from all over Australia. How it landed in a Perth gallery, I'm still not sure, because they still do it annually. Um, yeah. It's a a big show in terms of probably the biggest group show, a lot of selection. The reason I chose it was because there was so much selection. There was so much diversity in the show for students to be able to spring off to make performances. It was the easiest one for us to kind of make a regular calendar occurrence. This work was around confessions, um, where the artist had interviewed people and written their confessions onto panels. So the student that worked with this actually wrapped herself in fabric and invited audience to write confessions onto her, um, and then there was an unwrapping. A lot of these students were in programs where they were either admitted as a visual arts specialist student or a music specialist student or a dance specialist student, but then they had to cross over and work across all of those subjects. So some of these pe- pieces would probably land more in the performance art realm than in the strictly theatre realm, um, but it yeah, depends on which class you're working with and what the outcomes you're trying to get out of them are, as to how you would work with it. So when we did it, so this is where you, ca- you catch up now. So this, this last time I presented this, we were about to do this show. So I was at Melbourne Girls Grammar and um, Melbourne Now was happening and so I spoke to the education people there and said I'd like to do a project with a Year 10 class um, who are going to be going into VCE drama, they need to get this devising, um, the devising skills and the non-naturalistic skills, and we'd like to use Melbourne now, again, because it was a large group show, lots of choice. So we could go and look at all of the different pieces, and then they could make up their performances. So this performance, um, the artist had made all the sculptures behind. So Linda Marion was a Melbourne-based artist who worked mostly with sculpture and paint, and her works are considered to kind of linger romantically somewhere between past and present. So they have references to the Hellenic and Roman periods, but they were also quite contemporary. So these two students, uh, they they chose one of the sculptures, which was called Twins with Skipping Rope, and then they really drew on the idea of the the language associated with contemporary art analysis and made it quite... um, Quite critical and quite mocking of art speak. At one point, they sang some Miley Cyrus lyrics, but they'd changed up the lyrics uh, to to because the, because these students were both drama and art students. They really wanted to kind of um, make arts language comedic. This particular piece was. Um, an interactive installation so the artist asked people to come in collect a sticker of a bird and add it to the flock and so that flock of stickers grew as the exhibition went on and it had an environmental message so these two students created a movement piece um, and it was uh, a lot of a lot to do with the idea of flocking or school of fish um, concepts this was true go 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 which was um, a game and it was an entire floor of the bottom of the NGV. These students created a piece that was more like a children's television show and had lots of different characters. There's another, there is a performer down here as well. Who was This one was very light-hearted and comedic. The t Tower series referenced Australian cliches. So these students worked as a pair and one interviewed the other kind of like a David Attenborough special Um, and so she was interviewing the the classic Australian so they were able to play with, um, with those kinds of stereotypes also play with accent and Georgie's was probably the closest to an actual mini solo in that she chose the Don't Worry piece and decided to to have a go at at doing the solo task. So she played multiple characters, she referenced the idea of uh, different people's attitudes to that phrase. So she, she was at times a child who was on a on a boat trying to come to Australia as a refugee and and the mother saying don't worry it's going to be fine and this mother was trying to reassure through to a very spoilt little child who was having a tantrum in a store because she couldn't get the red coat she wanted and the mum saying don't worry don't worry it's going to be okay so she kind of had a a spectrum of um, ideas around that phrase and what that would mean to different characters and, and did I think the equivalent of of a solo in that she played multiple characters, very non-naturalistic, used her um, the transformation of prop, character, object, space all the way through it as a solo. Did you get
0: time to rehearse in the space?
1: No, no. NGV was challenging Mm. in that respect, yeah. So we went once and we had the tour and we went round and we talked about works and the kids chose what they liked. We then had to do everything back at school, and then it was—it was really. Now you are in the gallery on the day. You'll get a little walk through before we do it, but that's it. So yes, that's very and
0: it was hard. During school the gallery
1: hours, No, we did this early, yeah. so before they actually opened up, because that minimised security staffing issues. Um, And I think they were a little bit concerned about general public and how that would be in some of the spaces because some of the artworks they chose were in smaller galleries. This one was easy because it was in a really big gallery space with lots of space around it. So now I'm at the Heidi and the Heidi has lots of different exhibition spaces. The Heidi one little house, um, the 1930s house, the 1960s house, and then the central gallery space. Now my thinking, because of the project I did this year in Heidi 1, is that the the two houses are very tight um, and and challenging. However, the central galleries, plenty of space, easy to work with. So I'm going to lean people towards central galleries projects, but that's not to say I don't want to hear from people who are interested in a couple of the shows that we have in project space and Heidi 2, just because they're so great. And if we can find ways of making them work, then I would like to make them work. So earlier this year in the Heidi One House we had um, an exhibition of Mirka Mora's work. Uh, last year we had a Mirka Mora show in the Central Galleries and then she passed away and we did a crowdfunding campaign to buy a lot of her estate <coughs> Excuse me, and we raised the money and so we decided to put on a show in Heidi One called Mirka for Melbourne which was a thank you to the people of Melbourne, come see this show for free, this is all the, the things we acquired thanks to your generous donations and her work spans drawing painting and soft sculpture and so we worked with a group of grade sixes from Fairfield Primary and they came in and responded to the art in lots of different ways so these two students took it took on the role of you know, of tour guides and really portrayed tour guides and talked about the work. Two students at the top looked at one of Mercus teddies and actually one of the students became the teddy bear character for her performance. This student Made a little toy sculpture similar to Merker's toy and talked about his toy. This character, this uh, student, pretended to be a curator, and again, very very comedic performance, very fictional performance. Um, but yeah, it, it's very open, is what I'm saying. Students can can take upon take the role either historically or they can become. Um, fictional characters. There was another, another student who actually became Murka. There was uh, another student who interviewed Lisa Gorman because there had been a Gorman dress collaboration. So they, they can set it up however they like. It can be more movement, more voice. There was one music response. So it's very, very, very open. Next year we have uh, Joy Hester's exhibition in the Central Galleries for a, a two-month period. And... Joy Hester, because of her association with the Heidi Circle, there's a lot of material there for drama students to draw on. So they could take one of the one painting or one drawing as stimulus, or they could take an aspect of Joy's history and her history with the Heidi Circle as... as um. Did
0: she do a lot of
1: screen prints, was it? No, really just, just drawings and watercolours. She said, she, in her words, she wasn't taken seriously because she never painted in oils. Um, yeah, really, really tragic history in, in terms of the affairs and the children, and um, so there's there's a lot of really serious drama potential in there, as well as as, t- as taking things out and and being um, light with them. We also have a Robert Owen exhibition, which is later in the year not a hundred percent sure of exactly what's going to be in this show but his work generally is quite abstract and quite colorful so this piece is probably more indicative of the kinds of works that we will have they're likely to be large scale very very bright and colorful very abstract would probably be good for movement oriented pieces or the students can look at his work and think about it conceptually this exhibition i'm very very excited about but it is in a tiny exhibition space so we would just need to be creative about how we how we work with it and where we put performances so this artist Agnieszka Polska is based in Berlin she's coming out for this show as part of photo 2020 exhibition and the is called the new sun it's a film and it runs for about 13 minutes on a loop and this face is animated and it sings and it talks and it's all around climate change and environmental sustainability and it's it's both funny and sad and glorious and yeah I think it's going to be a great work so we're putting it in the project space which means it's just in a in a very small gallery that's going to be more like a a, be created like a screen space so any performances that we did with that we've got a couple of options if they if they don't involve a lot of space we can do them in that gallery if they do then we've got other options for the, either the larger galleries or the sculpture park that we could put performances in for that. I think the timing of this one is good as well just because it's it's um, that, that term two time. And then later in the year in the Heidi Two house we have Stanislava Pinchuk, who is also known as Miso, who some of the students may know. Um, she's known for her pinprick drawings. So she basically goes to sites that have experienced either war or other disaster. So she's mapped the topography of Fukushima. She's done, um, uh, I think she's even done Chernobyl. She's done lots of Eastern Europe war zones and she collects detritus from war zones as well. And that's what the cubes are. So her work's gonna be in the Heidi II house, which is the 60s house. They're, depending on how it's laid out, there's potential for in the central kind of lounge space for performances to happen in there or out on the decks. The people at Heidi are very happy to think about things like we normally have our galleries closed on a Monday. So there's the possibility of opening up on a Monday and it just being an education event with education audiences. They're also happy for it to happen during general public times. The Fairfield happened during... Uh, regular open times. So parents can come along, general public can come along. It really depends on how much you want that 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 public aspect of it. Do you have any questions for me? So the support that you give the school is just this platform? Yes, so so what what I would suggest as as a way of doing it is I would say bring your students To the exhibition i I don't i mean you can start them if you know you're going to do it you can obviously start them on research and start them developing things prior but they really do need to come to the exhibition in the first week or two of it being on so that they get a sense of the layout they get a sense of the scale um, of the different works as well and um, can really plot through that the first project i did at pika we didn't really have a tour guide we took we, we had the students placed throughout the gallery and the audience went to the first performance, watched that, and then that student took the group to the next performance, the audience watched that and then they were taken to the next one. We found that didn't give enough context to the actual artworks and they were just getting this performance tour that didn't make as much sense as it could. So when we did Melbourne Now, we actually had two students host um, and their job was to research the art to talk to the students about their performance and to kind of bridge that gap for the for the audiences. So that person was, those two students were the ones that took the group around and said, okay, this artist was working with this concept. This is the artwork. Students have then taken that this idea from it and made this, and then we would watch the performance. So we took that kind of approach with the Fairfield one as well. We felt that gave everybody enough information as an in. I'm open to other ideas, though. People have uh, another idea about how it could happen, then I'm happy to hear those as well. We haven't put into this slideshow, but we also have done a couple of large scale movement slash dance performances in response to to artworks, where we have just brought people in, done one big introduction and had one audience showing in a large gallery space. That's something that's definitely possible for the sculpture Park, lots of space out there. Are you thinking any particular age group? Um, no, I feel like the Joy Hester suits secondary more than primary, just because it's there's some quite dark content. The Robert Owen, very very open, primary secondary. Um, no, it's really down to whether whether a teacher feels like they can negotiate the content. Mm. I like the idea of stimulus material, all those provocations and stimulus, material, especially in VCE Drive and for primary or junior secondary, is there a catalogue or I mean with students having to sometimes or teachers providing the stimulus material, um, does Heidi have a catalogue of their works or other galleries? We have an online digital catalogue of everything that's in our collection. Next year I'm going to try and get our education resources up in a more timely fashion. I've been there since the start of this year and often, with the, especially with the contemporary artists, you don't really know what they're going to put in the show until the show happens, whereas these exhibitions I've chosen for the reason that the works exist already, <laughs> we know what's coming, um, I, I can get a little bit ahead on them because I know what it is and try and have the education resource ready to go when the exhibition opens. Um, but yes, if you came out you definitely on a guided tour get a lot of context about those different works. And Heidi tends to have to show artists that it is quite easy to research anyway, comparatively to Pika, where it was a lot of young emerging contemporary artists who were constantly making new things for us and we wouldn't know till two weeks ahead what, what the show was. Um, yeah, so there's a bit more lead time, which is good. Yeah, absolutely questions are you mostly secondary 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 mm. I feel like it's it's a it, it, it's a good mini solo task if you're are you guys drama or is anyone theater studies in the room no. there is a performance a solo performance by a professional actor that's been written by oh it'll come to me um, in as Joy Hester, that will happen during that exhibition period. However, it was scripted and written. It's not. I don't think. I don't think it aligns as well with drama as it would with theatre studies. But that is a. That's a harder. I think it's a harder bridge to try and find monologues that suit. That also suit the. The artworks. So I think it's easier for a devising. Way of working. Any more questions? Thank you. That's me, I think. Yes, that's me.
0: That is all from us at the Aside. We have a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to look through those and find one that piques your interest. If you would like to ask us a question or you have a request for a future episode, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcastoutlook.com. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.